Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. The Sixer season, it hangs in the balance of Joel Embiid's knee. We've got the very latest on his injury. How cautious should the 76ers be here? You might have heard Perk's thoughts, but you haven't heard why. And who's the true favorite to win the title this year? Big Perk. He brings out his big list of championship contenders this season. You'll be shocked to see who didn't make it. Plus, breaking news, Anthony Davis, LeBron James out tonight in Boston ahead of one of their biggest matchups of the season. Our Lakers reporter tells us what this means. NBA Today starts right now. This is NBA Today presented by ESPN Bet. We start our show with breaking news. LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they are both out tonight in Boston as the Lakers try to get back to 500 on the season. Now Davis, he missed the team's last game versus Atlanta. It was the second night of a back-to-back for the Lake Show. LeBron has played in 44 of 49 games so far this season. So now we say hello to our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, this lineup change, it came within the last hour and it was a little bit surprising. What happened here? And we look at two beat up stars on this Lakers team right now. You know, you look back just this week, overtime game on Saturday, then a back to back Monday and Tuesday. And so for the first time this season, both Anthony Davis and LeBron James will be out of the lineup at the same time, you know, against uh, perhaps the best team in the league in Boston. Certainly uh, one of the uh, great rivalries in the NBA, Laker, Lakers, Celtics. But it'll be without LeBron James, without Anthony Davis tonight. Uh, The hope is that the Lakers can get one or both of them back for Saturday night when they play another nationally televised game uh, just down the Northeast Corridor in New York against the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. So no LeBron James no Anthony Davis against Boston tonight. Okay, Woj, thank you. Please do not go too far. I want to bring it into studio here real quick. Kendrick Perkins, Shanae Gumake here with me. Perk, I'm going to start with you. I was surprised when I saw that LeBron James and Anthony Davis weren't playing, particularly because AD spoke at Shootaround this morning and he said that he was feeling better. What was your reaction? Woj said two beat-up superstars, right? But he didn't say physically. Two beat-up superstars <laughs> mentally. And this is a statement to the front office. Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss. And this is the attitude that we get from LeBron James every time we get close to the trade deadline. This is a normal thing. I'm not saying that he's sitting out, (laughs) you know, that he sits out. But at the end of the day, we've been getting a quite, you know, the tweets. Yeah. Okay, yes. Like, we, uh, we've been seeing the matrix of subliminal messages from multiple players, even some coaches a little bit, and now we're getting the short responses. Look, it is disappointing because this is one of the most storied rivalries and one of the funnest, funnest. Sure. Most fun games, right? But Anthony Davis has played 46 games so far. Mm-hmm. LeBron James has played, I believe, 44 games so yep. far. 
that's a heavy load for both of those guys, considering what they have dealt with LeBron in 20 or so years and AD finally playing the requisite amount that we all mm -hmm. say catapults him into the best of the best conversation. I'm not mad at it. This is a very difficult stretch. And I know there's a lot of conversations about whether stars should suit up or not. These guys are both averaging 25 points per game. They're playing hard. And it still hasn't amounted in things that have worked well for the Lakers. But still, I understand why this is happening. Not me. Not me. This is one of those games that you circle on the calendar, right? We're talking about the Celtics and Lakers, LeBron James in the garden. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not one of those times. But so far all this season, yeah, but, we've seen the Lakers, including but, the in-season tournament, but it's not like and other show-stopping games. We just but, got one last weekend Chinae, with the Warriors. It's not like, they get up oftentimes. But, but it's not like they're top six in the West. And that's why, that's why they're sitting down. Uh -huh. <laughs> no one reads the tea leaves on LeBron James better than our senior writer, Brian Winhorst. So let's bring him into the conversation. Brian, where do you fall on this? It seems like Chanae is a little bit more understanding, whereas Perk's like, no, this feels like a message is being sent. Well, look, I do know that Anthony Davis, that hip has been bothering him. It is not something that um, is, you know, invented. It's been an issue. It's arguable with the way he was feeling, whether he should have even played the front end of that back-to-back -back in Houston over the weekend. Um, as for LeBron, it's not my ankle. I don't know how LeBron's ankle feels. I do know that this game that he's missing today, he's missed several games with this tendopathy issue this season. It's a maintenance thing. Now, historically... LeBron has wanted to play when he's 50-50. He has talked about what, how important he feels his role is to the fans and the partners. But if there's a fan base he doesn't mind disappointing, Malika, it's the Boston fan base. So I don't know if that tipped him to 51-49 or what, but I, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that not playing in Boston is not going to break LeBron's heart. Mm. I will just say that all of this, no matter what the Lakers want to say or LeBron wants to say or whatever, all of this takes on a different viewpoint in the wake of the Hourglass tweet. Right. And I hate to be sitting here talking about an emoji, but this is 2024, and I have to be honest, I also have to tell you that over 20 years, I have watched a number of times where it's been near the trade deadline, and LeBron has wanted something done with the team's roster, and he has had to browbeat, annoy, passively, aggressively message his team to try to get them into taking action he wants them to take. And here's the thing. You can criticize that and say he should be above it and all that stuff, but the data in history shows, guys, he's almost always been right. Right. Mm -hmm. Whether it's going back to 2018 where he was agitating for changes and basically in a playing strike for the Cavs, they trade half their roster, they make the finals. He did this in 2015. He was dealing with some injuries then. They end up trading a bunch of their roster. They make the finals. Even last year, it wasn't quite the same. He was not happy with where the Lakers were. They trade half of their roster. They're in the conference finals. LeBron's history of agitating for this and it being the right move is pretty impeccable. So if that's what's going on, and I don't know for sure that's what it is, again, it's right. not my ankle. I kind of understand why he would think about doing this, whether it's with a tweet or whatever. It feels a little bit impossible to separate this all from the fact that we are just over a week away from just under at this point, a week away. No, exactly a week from day. What day is it? It's Thursday, a week away from the trade yes, deadline one week. at this point. We're going to have much more on this story coming up, including a live report from Boston. But let's shift to another player who has been ruled out tonight, Joel Embiid. The Sixers, they face off against the Utah Jazz. This will be the 13th game that has been missed by Embiid. That means he has to play 
in all but four remaining games for Philadelphia for him to remain eligible for postseason MVP honors for all NBA for all of that. So back here with Woj, what is the latest with the reigning MVP? Malika, I'm told we're getting closer uh, in Philadelphia to getting some clarity on what's next for Joel Embiid. You know, he went back to Philadelphia as the team went on to Utah for tonight's game. He went back, uh, you know, he's being evaluated. Uh, He's talking with doctors, and certainly the team is talking, you know, the doctors with Joel Embiid on what exactly is next for him in that bothersome left knee and what, if any, course of action needs to be taken uh, to remedy this. And so I'm told we're closer uh, to getting a clear picture of what exactly that's going to be. But uh, they've certainly uh, spent a lot of time here over the last day uh, evaluating that knee and trying to come to a consensus about what's next for him, whether that's to stay on the court and keep playing, whether that's a short time away or a longer period of time away. Uh, We'll have a clear picture on that, perhaps as soon as tonight, Malika. Woj, thank you so very much. We certainly will keep a lookout for an update on Joel Embiid's condition. But, of course, he is out tonight, as you reported, against the Utah Jazz. So, Kendrick... On NBA Countdown yesterday, this it's this has become an all-too-familiar story for Joel Embiid. He has a knee injury. He goes out. What did you say on NBA Countdown yesterday that you thought the solution was? That they should shut him down for the season. Okay, so you said that you think for the entire season, not just for the regular season. Shanae, what do you think of Perk's thought there? I don't agree with that. You know, Joel Embiid is playing the best basketball right now in the NBA. He is averaging 35 points per game. He is in year 10, and no one at year 10 is 100%, right? We know he has a history of having to manage this ever since it was year two for him in his career. I believe that Joel Embiid, if he is not going to make this injury worse, we're going to see what we saw from the first 40 or so games of the NBA season, a guy that is dominant and a guy that can play. I know you're concerned about this championship window. I know you're concerned about him being able to play in the longevity, right? But I do think that there is this sanctity to basketball where you always have to make the effort to go back out there and play and not just shut things down. There is some time until All-Star. There is some time after All-Star. There is time to the postseason. I don't think you just say, hey, we are one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. We can make a run at the Eastern Conference Finals, but no, we're going to shut things down for Joel Embiid. Yeah. I know what this is like personally. I was in that situation last year with the Los Angeles Sparks. Right. I got injured, I played, and it made it worse. But every day I woke up thinking that, hey, today's going to be the day that I can make it out there for those fans. Now, that day did not come, and it was disappointing, but there's still a process that you have to honor. Mm -hmm. And I think we see the institution of the 65-game rule to make sure that that happens. Do you want to respond, or do you want to hear from Brian first? I want to hear from Wendy first. All right, let's bring Brian Windhorst back in. Brian, what do you think of of Perk's suggestion here to shut him down for the rest of the season? Well, first off, you just have to know the medical report. You can't know what the options are until you have all that. Secondly... Joel Embiid's a $200 million player, and even if you think it's uncouth to talk about players in terms of the cash value, he's extremely important to the 76ers organization. They have layers and layers and layers of trainers, doctors, physical therapists, consultants who go into making decisions about this incredibly important person for this billion-dollar franchise, okay? And they would not clear him to play in any of these games if they didn't feel he was going to be okay to play nor would he want to play, regardless of the 65-game rule, regardless of who's on the other side. 
Whether he played in that game the other night was a huge apparatus that cleared it. And it was a freak injury where, where he got landed on. And then there's other huge apparatus with, the, some, I'm sure, some of the best knee specialists in the country that are going to evaluate what to do next. This is not a flippant thing. It's very, very complicated, and the process is playing out, and we should do it. And Joel wants to win, and Joel wants to be out there. I think he's demonstrated that. Yeah. If he can get back out there and he can win this year, he's going to do it. Well, I respect both of y'all thoughts and opinions. You know what I mean? I still disagree with both of y'all. And let me read this quote from y'all. I think, I think about it a lot. What could have been? What could have happened? I just think about my situation was mismanaged. The ball was dropped, no pun intended, early on, which caused a whole new set of problems that lasted for another three years. You know who that quote was from? Grant Hill, mm. right? Grant Hill, and he talked about it in the GQ interview about how he wished he would have addressed the problem early. And, Brian, you, you just hopped on and, and touched on the medical staff and how, you know, how important Joel Embiid is to the organization. Well, damn it, we've been having the same conversation for the last three years. Two and a half years now, Joel Embiid has been in the regular season and the postseason, and he's been injured. He's been playing through injuries, dealing with his knees. So at the end of the day, if we're sitting up here talking about your best player, the guy that you're supposed to protect, and we know that his prime is not the same as the Giannis Antetokounmpo's because of his history, then we know his window is short, right? So at what, at what point as an organization you say, you know what? We have to put a plan in place and a and, and, and plan in place to take to make sure that we do the best by Embiid and the franchise to get him healthy. Right. To get him healthy. And we haven't seen that over the last two and a half years. It's just so tough. Without knowing exactly what's going on yet, waiting again for that report to come out. We're gonna get back to this a little but, bit but later Malika, in the show but, in the show, Perk, but we're talking but was, about but the window before. is this big. I know the but, window is this big. But, but we, we, and if we, they have a chance now. I believe that the 76 need to go for it. we got to go okay, to break. We're going to okay. come back to the show, I promise. <laughs> if Perk says we're going to break, then we're going to break. Katie Suns and Kawhi's Clippers, they are rolling. But will either of them make Big Perk's big list of championship contenders? What do you think, Perk? We'll have to stick I around mean, and find know, out. I'm unpredictable. <laughs> we know that. And All-Star <laughs> Reserves, they will be revealed later this afternoon. So we give our expert picks. You're not going to want to miss the all-time great who's been left off somebody's list. List. Oh, snap. What? Oh, this is not mine. <laughs> the Lakers will be without both AD and LeBron tonight. What does this mean for LA's season? We head out to Boston for a live report in just a few minutes. NBA Today will be right back. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. 
Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. 10 games last night in the association, so let's go coast to coast, catch up on the action, and we're going to start in Brooklyn. That's where KD made his return for the first time since being traded. The Suns, they beat the Nets 136-120. Durant, he led the way, 33 points for him. The Suns, they're now 9-2 in their last 11. Shanae, how are we feeling? Starting to hit their stride? Oh, they absolutely are, and that analysis is coming from my big sis, Neka, who was courtside at this game. <laughs> wink, wink, there's a lot going on, but I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> but she told me that KD had his thing, but they do have some questions for Bradley Beal. But nonetheless, when they have 30-plus assists, they are looking like the team to beat. So things are gelling. Where's Nekka going? Where's Where's she going? going? She's going to. Oh, wait, we have to go to the next topic. Oh, dang it. From Brooklyn to the land. The Cavaliers, they beat the Pistons thanks to 45 from Donovan Mitchell. 20 in the fourth. They've only lost once since New Year's Day. Brian Windhorst, how far can this hot streak go for them? Well, you know, last night, Malika, they tied with the Bucks in the loss column for the number two seed in the East. They have the easier schedule coming in. Darius Garland back in 19 points in this game. The Cavs, believe it or not, after all these injuries, are healthy and in position to chase that two seed, and they are going after it. Uh, and obviously, Donovan is going to get named, I think, an all-star tonight, and uh, they are in a hot streak right now. Let's head to the West. The Thunder. The Thunder beat the Jokic-less Nuggets 105-100. Shea Gilgis-Alexander had a game-high 34 points. His eighth straight 30-point game. What's the ceiling for this Thunder's team? Ooh, I know they look great right now, and they got a miniature big three, a young big three in SGA, Chet Holmgren, and Jalen Williams, but their second-round exit because of the lack of size in the interior. Okay, maybe they get some at the trade deadline. Lastly, nation's capital, the Clippers, they beat the Wizards 125-109. Kawhi Leonard had 31 points while Harden added 25. Remember, no PG in this one. The Clips are 23-5 and in the last two months. That's the best in the entire league. And that's thanks in part to Kawhi Leonard, who looks better than he has in years, right? He's the first player in NBA history with consecutive 50-45-90 shooting months with a minimum of 150 field goals and 23-point attempts in each month. So Kendrick Perkins, it feels like time, the season. It is just flying by right now, but it feels like we're at that point where we get a big perks, big list of championship contenders. Should I say hello world or hey y'all, or should I say let's get down to the business. This is big perks, big list of championship contenders. Again, this is not Malika list. This is not Sinead list. This is not Wendy list. Damn it, it's my list, okay? So coming in at number five, bam! Put it up there, the Milwaukee Bucks. And I know they lost two in a row since getting Doc Rivers, and I understand it was a bad loss against the Portland Trail Blazers, but you still have Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and it's gonna take time. The Clippers are a prime example that it takes time. When they got James Harden, guess what? They lost six in a row. So I expect Doc Rivers to turn this team around. They're still in good shape. They're gonna be in great shape by the time the postseason comes. Coming in at number four. What you thought you was off the hook? I did. You better I, bring I, some energy right here. Let's go. There you go. Right up in the camera. My Knicks. <laughs> My Knicks. I'm from Texas, but I reside in New York. Here it is. Big body Jalen Brunson could close with the best of them, could take over the fourth quarter. Julius Randle, he's going to be back, been playing at the all-star caliber level. OG Ananobi, the great addition at the wing position. Josh Hart out there putting up triple doubles. And my guy, my Mbutu brother Tom Thibodeau is doing his damn thing. Coming in at number three, 
Tonight, you want to run in here and do it? You be- Oh, you got it. <laughs> it's your Ubuntu sister. <laughs> and it is all. Bam! There you go. Bam! Put it up there. The defending champions, the Denver Nuggets. I got them at number three. Yes, Jokic and Jamal Murray has been doing their thing. I'm a little concerned, though. What, the, about the bench and the young guys and how they're going to hold up in the postseason. But I, they still in my top five. They just not number one. I got the Denver Nuggets right here. You know, they still got their core group, especially that starting five. Coming in at number two. Malik, I need more energy out of you than what you <coughs> gave it to. Here we go right hey. now. Bam! <laughs> Did he do the chest pump with it? The Celtics. The best starting five in basketball. You talk about a dynamic duo in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. How about that backcourt in Drew Holiday and Derek White defensively? Big Al Horford doing his thing. And Christoph Przingis, is he an underrated player in the league right now? Borderline all-star? It could be. I know I've been criticizing Joe Mazzula, but he's been doing a hell of a job. At number one, bam! Put it up there. I know I've been saying a lot about James Harden in the past, but I apologize to Clipper Darrell and the Clipper Nation, and I would like to say I have y'all as number one. They have the deepest team in the league led by Kawhi Leonard Jordan and Paul George. James Harden is doing his thing at the point guard position, and the depth that they have coming in off the bench in Norman Powell and Russell Westbrook. You have Plumlee, Zubak, and uh, Daniel Tice anchoring the middle along with Ty Lue. It gives me chills. This is my list of top five championship contenders right now in this season. Work up a little bit of a sweat there, Perk? Yeah, go ahead and do what you do. All right, carry on. If you haven't had a chance to see the Clippers recently. Don't worry, my friends. We got you. That was this my Sunday. workout for the day. No, on ESPN. <laughs> Kawhi and company are in Miami to take on Jimmy Butler in the Heat. Coverage begins with six uh, NBA countdown at six <laughs> Eastern, three Pacific. Coming up on NBA Today, both LeBron and Anthony Davis they are out tonight in Boston ahead of one of the biggest matchups of the Lakers season. We were all surprised by this. Why this is a surprise within the team, too. And the calendar, it has turned to February, so we're running it back. The top plays of January, baby. Who wins the trophy for the best dunk of the month? Ooh, okay, Wemby. Plus, we're picking our final all-star roster spots. These teams, they are loaded with future Hall of Famers, but you won't believe which all-time great Park is leaving off his list. What? We'll be right back. (laughs) Oh, goodness. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I don't have any message for my teammates. Just go out and do your job. I mean, 
Thanks, I'm not yet. Appreciate it. Way to cut me off because I was about to go. Well, his teammates are going to have to do their jobs tonight because LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they're both out in Boston as the Lakers try to get back to 500 on the season. Now, Davis missed the team's last game against Atlanta, which was on the second night of a back-to-back for the Lake Show. LeBron, he has actually played in 44 of 49 games so far for the Lakers this season. As we say hello to our reporter covering Los Angeles, Dave McMenamin, he is in Boston. Dave, there was quite a ripple effect of surprise, at least in our newsroom, when we saw that LeBron and Anthony Davis were listed as out. What was the cause? How did this decision happen? Yeah, Malika, I was here at shoot around and I was certainly caught off guard from the news coming from the team just about an hour ago. When we got onto the court this morning, we saw LeBron James going through film study at one end. Anthony Davis came and spoke to us reporters and, and told us that his hip was feeling a little bit better. Certainly that's a rarity for a star to speak to reporters on a day that he's not planning to play. Now they were both listed as questionable and they were downgraded to out. I'm told that there was hope that both those guys, LeBron with his ankle and Anthony Davis with his hip and both of his Achilles tendons would start to feel improvement throughout the day. That just didn't occur. Now, LeBron, you think about this trip so far for a 39-year-old in his 21st season, it's already been a grind. Uh, Cross-country travel, playing 48 minutes against the Golden State Warriors and three games in four days with that back-to-back. And so, you know, they're going to have a really uphill challenge tonight against the best home team in the NBA and the Celtics without their two stars. The first time all year they haven't had both those guys or either one of those guys in the lineup. Right, and the Celtics, they've only lost two games at home all season long. Dave, thank you so very much. It's hard to ignore. What Dave is pointing out is absolutely true. The, the grind of the schedule that they are in right now is absolutely correct. But the sound that we heard from LeBron James just a couple of, of days ago off of the top of this segment, combined with the social media post of the hourglass, added to the fact that now we're not seeing LeBron James and Anthony Davis in this lineup. I don't know, Perk. It's hard to kind of set all of that aside. You can, but it's also the grind of the mentality. Right, and this is LeBron James' what? Attitude. This is his energy. Every time he's not happy about the situation that he's in when it comes down to the trade deadline. Now, I'm not saying, you know, he don't need the rest held a man as a senior citizen. (laughs) Right, but the fact of the matter is both him and AD are sitting out tonight. We're talking about, like, you know, Boston Lakers, right, and I understand the timing may be off a little bit, but if you don't think those two guys sitting out is not a message to the front office, then I think you're fooling yourself. Brian, is it a message to the front office? I don't want to put words into their mouth. I would just say that what's happened throughout this entire season is repeatedly when LeBron and AD have been questionable, they have played. Uh, And it's been actually admirable to watch AD AD push through injuries that maybe in years past he wouldn't because he knows how vitally important he is. So when they were on the injury report, it's questionable, especially in a giant game where they were coming off an off day, there was an expectation that they would play. That they didn't is certainly interesting, especially in the wake of the LeBron emoji tweet. And I'd be lying there, too, if I said it didn't maybe have some relation. But... Ultimately, they did play, you know, LeBron did play heavy minutes in the back-to-back of Houston and Atlanta. AD did already have a hip issue coming into that Houston game and did tweak the groin muscle. Like, it's plausible that they're just not ready to go, but because of the nature of everything, it does cause pause, and that is undisputed. Yeah, it is a cause for some pause. I know we started off the show 
thinking about this. And at first I was like, okay, if you look at the workload alone, yeah, it makes sense. Both of these guys, if you had AD playing 46 games, you had LeBron James playing 44, you would think, okay, they're due for some rest. But the question marks come around resting against the Boston Celtics when typically LeBron James gets up for marquee matchups like this, right? That is when I'm like, hmm. Then you see the other subliminals. And then I also go back and I look at the body language. A lot of shifts are happening in energies. Happy Black History Month, everyone. It is February. I'm very happy to celebrate. But also, in 14 days, it's Valentine's Day. It's also trade deadline in a week. There are a lot of emotions going on in the city of Los Angeles and for us, right? I don't think the vibes are good for Los Angeles. Mm. I really don't. The more I think about it, the more I let it marinate. It just feels like this team, even though their two stars, their superhuman stars, are putting out gargantuan efforts. It's yeah. not good enough. And I think we're starting to see the signs come together. We are exactly one week away from the trade deadline. Yeah. And around the Los Angeles Lakers, Brian, it feels like there is no cavalry that is coming. If the Lakers don't make any significant improvements, any significant moves between now and the deadline and don't meet like the postseason standards, right, that LeBron has led and has held his teams to, what do you think that means for James's future here in Los Angeles? Well, I'm just going to make a couple of statements of fact. I'm just going to make them as fact, and I'm not implying anything. I'm not implying I have any knowledge. I'm just going to make statements of fact, so don't run with them, okay? LeBron has been a Laker for six years. He has signed three contracts. Those are facts. LeBron has never before been in position with the Lakers to be a free agent at the end of the season. He has an option in his contract for this next season. That's a fact. I also don't believe that he would walk away from L.A., nor do I think he wants to walk away from $50 million. But he does have an option in his contract. That's all I'll say. Facts. LeBron, he goes from playing at TD Garden to Madison Square Garden, or rather being out in TD Garden, to hopefully playing in Madison Square Garden for our Saturday primetime matchup on ABC and the ESPN app. The Lakers, they're in New York next to take on Jalen Brunson and the Knicks. Our coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 8 Eastern. Some breaking news here on NBA Today. Staying in New York, the Knicks have announced that Julius Randle, his dislocated right shoulder, will be reevaluated in two to three weeks. Our Adrian Wojnarowski reported that there was hope that Randle could avoid a surgical procedure and return in a matter of weeks, not months. So that is some good news for Julius Randle and the Knicks. Perk, you have been claiming New York as your team. What's your level of optimism well, here for the Knicks? Well, New York has been claiming me. I mean, that's me. <laughs> but look, look, this is great news because he don't have to have surgery, right? You think you factor in the All-Star break, Julius Randle will be back, Jalen Bronson, Josh Hart, you know, the crew, they go hold it down. Nova boys. Yeah. While the top seed in the East, it remains in flux. Potentially, the Knicks could be making a little bit of a push for it here, especially if the Milwaukee Bucks continue to struggle like they did in Damian Lillard's return to Rip City here. Lillard, he made his return in Portland. Here's how it sounded when he was introduced. From Weaver's State. Wearing the letter O, Damian Lillard. Lillard showing some love here to the Portland crowd, the city he's called home for so long. But Janae Perk said yesterday, sometimes these are the hardest games to win because the other team gets up for it as well. Oh, yeah, they got the spotlight. I know Dame got the court. He got the applause. He got the heart emojis. But they really played hard. It was impressive to see their effort going up against their greatest. Going ahead into the fourth quarter here, just over a minute left. The Bucks. Watch the bunnies. Oh, Ooh. he's flying. Damian Lillard drives, slams it down. Lillard keeping the Bucks in it. Bucks back within one at this point, Perk. Absolutely. And Dame was taking over. He's familiar with these baskets. Ah, 
Never mind. Can't quite <laughs> get that one to go. Wait, but wait for it, Perk. Something is coming. At some point, though, look at this right here. A turnover. Lillard there they go. gets it to Giannis Attentacumpo to throw it down the Bucks. They take the lead on this one. This is moments later, though, as we take one more look at this. Malika, I thought the game was done at this point. I did, too. But at some point, the student becomes the teacher. Ooh! Ooh! Bars, bar. bars, bars. Anthony <laughs> Simon has looked up to Damian Lillard for years. Yep. Why, though? Look at the time and score here. It's a one-point game. Damian Lillard has the ball. Step back. Kicks it back out to Brooke Lopez. He had a wide open look here. He wanted the ball back. Brooke has wanted this shot before. He's taken it before. It was a good look. He did that early in the game. He looked damn off. Come on, Brooke. There is a couple of questions that we had couple. at the end of this game, but that's a story for another day. This was the Bucks' eighth loss in January. That matches their total of losses from their first 32 games of the season entering the month. Still to come on NBA Today, we've got the complete all-star rosters coming out tonight. Before that, we're going to make our predictions. And trust me when I tell you, some of them are bold, spicy takes <laughs> incoming. Perk. It's <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The stage is set. The team's selected. Team LeBron, Team Giannis, ready to go. Some call it pressure, but it's passion, simple and plain. Nice feed the hometown kid. I take your city while you busy stuck in your lane. Was that a message? Anything you can do, I can do better. Mitchell is oh. cooking right now. Raining threes here. Mitchell and Tatum. 55 for Jason Tatum. A three-pointer can win it for Team Giannis. Lillard for the win. Yeah. There you go. Team Giannis wins it tonight in Salt Lake City, Utah. A lot of those faces, they will be in Indy on February 18th, but there's still some really interesting decisions to make around the All-Star Reserve spot. The official rosters, they're going to be released a little bit later today. First, let's just take a quick look, a reminder of who the starters are in the Eastern Conference. In the Western Conference here, in the East, you have Halliburton, Lillard, Tatum, Giannis, and Joel Embiid, Jokic, Durant, LeBron, Shea, and Luka round out the West. So we got seven more spots in each conference to fill out. <laughs> Janae, do you want to take the East in this I one? can do the East. All the right. East of the East. All right, let's get to it. This, this is my all-star reserves. I'm so happy to have a selection here. So I'm going to start with the front court. We're going to go with Bam Adebayo, who's been averaging 20 and 10, doing well for the Heat. Then we're going to move to, you know what? This might surprise people as a lock for me. I'm going to go with Paolo Bencaro 
who's done so well, 23-7-5 for the Magic, bringing them back to relevance. We've got Julius Randle rounding out my front court. As expected. Thank you, sir. And now let's head to the guards. These two were quite easy for me. Jalen Brunson, he was a starter for me in the ballot that I actually sent out to the league. And then secondly, I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell, who was a hard, you know, deviation between the two because they've been putting up really great numbers right. as of late. Now that leaves for two wild cards, and I'm going to go for wild cards. Jalen Brown, of course, the, the best team over the, the course of the NBA. And yep. then lastly, I'm going to go with where he at. There he go, in Perk's voice. <laughs> Tyrese Maxey. So this is my all-star East reserve. All right, Brian Windhorst, do you like the list? Yeah, the only one I would have different, I would put Jared Allen on that list. And I know that Jared Allen probably mm. won't make it, but he has been an all-star for the last 20, 25 games and got the Cavs where they want. Um, look, if Julius Randle makes it, Cheney, he's not going to be able to play in the game. Jared Allen can replace him and everybody can be happy. Yeah, I like everybody that. wins. I what, like that. What about the West, Kendrick? <clears throat> okay. Hello. It breaks all this. It breaks <laughs> all this. Let's get to it. There, there we go, Cheney. There yep. we go. In my front court, I have Sabonis. I have Kawhi Leonard. Here we go right here. Kawhi Leonard, Leonard Jordan. He's averaging around 24 points a game right now. The hottest team in the league. I actually voted him as a starter. And I got Sabonis also in my front court, averaging 19, 13, and 8. How can you not put him in there? Next up, I got Carl Anthony Towns, right? One of the best records in the league with the duo of Anthony Edwards. They've been doing this thing. He's averaging around 22 and 9. And my guards, now this way it get tricky. I have Anthony Edwards. 25, 5, and 5 is what he's averaging right now, and he has been on a tear lately. The kid is just flat out special, deserving to be in the All-Star game. Next, De'Aaron Fox, right, averaging about 27 a game right now. We know what D-Fox do. We know what he's been doing for that franchise. And then my wild card, I have Devin Booker. Okay. He's averaging 28 a game, and my last wild card, it's Paul George. Now, I know some may get in their feelings. Uh -huh. I, I know some may get in their feelings and say, Where's, where's Steph Anthony Curry? Davis Wait, where's Steph, where's Steph Curry? But I where's put, AD? I'm going to tell you where they at. Not on my list of all star reserves. Are they on and yours, and, Brian? And here, uh, I want to I know if they're on Brian. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, and then we can hear why. This, I mean, in all honesty, Perk, it's kind of not even fair to Steph to have him as a wild card. He should be one of the bona fide guards. But okay, if you want to make him a wild card. But with all due respect, it's indefensible not to have him on the team. Um, and also, I, I know you're putting De'Aaron Fox on over him, and he's had a good year, but two Kings on a... I mean, if you're going to penalize the Warriors for underachieving, it's not like the Kings are tearing up the league. Well, so, well, well, two Brian, Kings and no Steph, that's well, a hard sell, well, man. Well, Wendy, I love you so much, but look, I actually put myself into the coach's position because they're the ones who vote for the reserves. And when I know when coaches vote, they actually look not only at a player production, but what their team is doing. 
That's why I don't have Steph or Anthony Davis in there. Both of those guys are below 500. No. The Warriors are four games below 500 no. in the 12th spot in the Western Conference. Yeah. I just couldn't. No. I can't get on the same page with you all. Steph Curry. Yeah. Come on now. I mean, He's still I mean, doing what I mean, he does. I mean, AD. I mean, we're going to find out the answers officially in a matter of hours. We know what we're going to have right after our show. What are we going to have? You know what we're going to have right after our show. Immediately after our show, be sure to check out ESPN. Oh, yes, let's go. Agency special. That's going to be live at 4 Eastern on ESPN2. Our team of experts, they're going to recap the key player signings and moves. Dominoes falling. Power balance is shifting throughout the W here. Rabbit, rabbit, January, it's in the books. We have got the plays of the month. What was better? Ooh, gosh, Anthony Edwards throw down, or then we got the seven foot four Wemby. I did it first. I was the first seven footer to do the sham guard. The video went viral. You're gonna need video. (laughs) It went viral. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation, the ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation, the ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. In the wake of the murder of George Floyd in May 2020, WNBA and NBA players were some of the loudest voices in the movement for justice. The WNBA dedicated its 2020 season to Breonna Taylor, who was killed by Louisville police in March of that year, and promised to say her name every chance they got. That summer, the Milwaukee Bucks refused to take the court in the NBA bubble after Kenosha Washington police officer shot Jacob Blake several times. Through their protests, WNBA and NBA players continued the legacies left by greats like Bill Russell and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who helped define athlete activism during the civil rights movement. We will be celebrating Black History Month all of February here on NBA Today and across ESPN. Now that January is in the rear view, though, it felt like the right time to take a look at some of the top plays of the month. And my friends, should we start with top resourcefulness? What we mean by that is we had not one, but multiple self-assisted alley-oops in-game. What? Joel Embiid to himself, Janet. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. Resourcefulness, what's a name for this? Off the glass, you? Like, where are we? Yeah, this has been fun because once one person did it well, you knew everybody I, else I think was going to you got to come up with a name. We like, do. It, it can't just be off the glass to yourself, right? Well, like, I, I, got, should we name it after the guy who at least started it for this month? It's just the ant at that point. He did it first. Oh, the two, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, damn. The ant, it's coming crawling. Watch it one more time. Bam! And it bites you. All right. <laughs> We're going to top buzzer beaters here. Look at this. We're going to start with DeJounte Murray. He calls his own number against the Magic. Tough one. Oh! 
The Magic have been playing, you know, I know they've dipped a little bit, but they've been playing pretty good basketball. He actually Dawson, needed that. I, I thought he needed that game winner for himself. This, this is one, what though, we thought we were going to see last night in Portland. That was tough. Exactly. And that's what was, like, the issue right there. Lopez going, oh. The fact that he's fading to the left. Tough. Two this people in one, front of though, him. this, this one, doesn't even make sense in any world of, the year. of physics. Completely. From the arc on the shot. To the spot. Kavon Looney playing about as good a defense as you can. And you, you know it's real when you see that kind of emotion mm -hmm. from Nikola Jokic. Completely we never true. see that. And then we have Tomahawks. And we're starting with Tomahawks. you got to start with LeBron James. Oh! Oh, yeah. Patented. <laughs> Against the Clippers, too. Just reminding everybody in L.A., you know what? PG Ooh. was like, my bad. He tried to get out the way on the court. Right? <laughs> and then, oh. oh, my goodness. That was, that was Jordan-ness. <laughs> Okay, let me say what? that was Jordan's. Come on. <laughs> One of the best young stars in the league. Then he double back. Box <laughs> out, folks. Actually, they're he like, I'm not going to box out here. Mm. <laughs> Some top moves here. Steph getting a little tricky, tricky, tricky. Hey. Tie the game against which one was this? This is a lot of Oh, oh. this was it. An okie doke. <laughs> That's what we call an okie doke. Yes, an all star, Brian. An all star, Kirk. <laughs> wow. Yeah, perfect. Wendy's been waiting for that. You're going to look at this in the face and say that that's not, he's not an all star. Yep. And then down goes Luca. 77. <laughs> <laughs> he took down, he put down 77 too. That was so funny. Yeah, I know. That was funny. And then, of course, Wemby going full sham god on Rudy Gobert. Kendrick, you said that you can do this. Yeah, yeah I actually did it well, in my driveway. But oh, the, we got Yeah, but the fact that he faked the handoff, dribble handoff. There you go. There you go. There you oh. go. Watch the sham guard. Here it come. Watch this coming right now. That's actually not that bad. Right. Oh, bam! <laughs> not that bad, Perk. <laughs> I'm telling you, the ball is on the string. It looks that, finish with that the jam, actually, That actually was the field handy uh, challenge. That was the field handy challenge. How long challenge. ago was that? That was last year. Nice. Oh, is, it, is, it spice? is it Spice that does those videos? So we had some questions. Yes, we had, we had questions <laughs> yeah, about whether or not that, just... that actually happened. So we appreciate the video evidence that, yeah. that you did, in fact, do that. So that question mark is checked off our list. As we turn to February, it feels like the question that needs to be answered the most is what is going on with Joel Embiid's knee? We understand that it sounds like we're going to have a little bit more clarity. He's out tonight against the Utah Jazz. We're going to have some clarity on just how long he's going to be out, maybe sometime this afternoon. Why do you think, oh, yeah. Perk, it is not worth the risk of him? You, you said he shouldn't play the rest of the season. That seems premature uh, to me, but I'll, I'll let you stand uh, on that. Let me, let me tell you what's going to happen. Let me tell you what's going to happen, okay? Joel Embiid is going to come back, and he's, if it's not too serious and he's going to play through injury, they're going to get bounced in the first or second round, and then everybody's going to be criticizing him like we didn't know that he's been playing through injuries. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, what do we do in the summertime when you can attack this problem earlier? Do you know, like, I, I had our guys pull up, my guy Jaron and, and Swartz pull up a number. Joel Embiid, right, he's still finishing in the paint, right? The, the numbers are still the same from last year. But his dunks have dropped 50% from last year. So that means he's laying the ball up. That means he's not elevating, snatching the screws out the rim. This is not a 6'5 guy. This is not a 6'2 guy. This is a 7-footer. Do you know what he's also doing since last year? He had a midi to his game. Um, becoming a favorite for most valuable players. And do you also realize that you don't give up the opportunity for him to have a season in his prime just to say, hopefully this doesn't happen next year. Like, you get the medical information and you make a decision based off of that. Brian, where do you fall on this? 
I just know I think he should try to come back if he can. But I just remember standing with Perk on the court, 2019 Game 5 of the Finals, and he's saying KD shouldn't play, KD shouldn't play. And I'm not saying one is like the other, but I'll never forget that. Perk was right that night. So I, I, I'd say let Joel come back I, and play if he can. But I do understand why Perk says Wendy, what he says. Wendy, I, I remember that moment. I actually was at KD House, and I told him, hey, bro, sit out. You have nothing to prove. Joel Embiid, he does have something to prove, not with at risk to his health, but it feels like the top of the East, particularly with the Milwaukee Bucks faltering a little bit, is wide open. And I know that the 76ers know that. So if there's any way they feel they can make a push this year, they will. For now, we wait for a little bit more medical information. That's going to do it for us here on NBA Today. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.